mindfulness mode. Take a step back, evaluate the situation, and then just take one step at a time. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness here on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host and mindfulness life coach, Bruce Langford. Mindful Tribe, I am really excited today because we have an absolutely stellar guest. He's a keynote speaker, he's an event host for corporate and sports events. He's worked with more than, get this, he's worked with more than 5 million people worldwide. And uh, he's one of the, the few trainers for Tony Robbins. And he loves to incorporate the human and emotional component into his speeches and uh, that's where we get into mindfulness because it's all about emotion and all about living in the moment so i'm here today with ronnie lieber ronnie are you in mindfulness mode today <laughs> bruce of course how could i not be just being primed by what you were just telling me and and being here and just connecting because mindfulness to me is also a lot about connecting it's about connecting with each other and about being one. Oneness and mindfulness go together. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely about connecting. And I can't think of anybody that must do more connecting than somebody that works for the Tony Robbins organization. Wow, that's going to be so exciting to talk about. So, yeah, tell us what mindfulness means to you. Mindfulness to me means actually being present. It means being totally here. And when I think of mindfulness, what I oftentimes see people being confused about is they think of mindfulness that it means to be full, like to have a lot of things on your mind. But actually the opposite is true to me because it's not about having all, those, all this stuff in your mind. It's about really being present, being conscious, being mindful. It means that you are, as we said before, that you are one, with yourself, that your mind and your heart are connected, and also that you're one with your environment, with the people around you, and with the people that you're interacting with at that moment in time. Well, you have been interacting with a lot of people in your life. Did you always love speaking? Was that always something that you just enjoyed to the fullest? That is a great question. And for me, it was not, never about the love of speaking. It was always about the love of entertaining others. And speaking was just a tool. It was, I never really thought about it. I never really thought about um, how it is to speak in front of others. What I always loved was to connect with others and to see the reactions. And especially when you are speaking in stadiums, you immediately get a reaction. And it's not always the reaction that you want to get, but you get one and you learn fast. So not everybody gets a chance to speak in stadiums. When, when was the first time you had that opportunity? The first time I started with that on a very, very small scale in 2008, but then on a bigger scale in 2009, when I became the stadium voice of our professional ice hockey team here, it was like three, four, four and a half, five thousand people in the stadium, in the arena. And well, it, it grew from there, the, the largest crowd so far has been 120,000 people at a time. So wow. it's been a, a fun ride. I guess. So how did you get connected to the Tony Robbins organization? I actually got connected when I read 
a book of Tony, Awaken a Giant Within, back in the year 2000 now. And then 20 years ago was my first live event at the time. And I was just eager to learn as I've been my whole life. I always wanted to grow. I always wanted to also find out what makes us grow, what makes us thrive on, on like what makes people successful. Why do we do what we do? Why do we feel the way we feel? And a lot of that actually has to do with being conscious, with being mindful. I didn't know it at the time, but that's how the journey unfolded. And so that's how I got to it. And then I went there as participant. Then I came back as a volunteer. And now um, for the last several years, I've been a trainer for Tony. And I've been to about 50 events so far. Now, have you been involved in training him for his online events as well? I've been, uh, I've also been part of the trainer staff for the online events as well, for the virtual events. And I will be again very soon. And it's been incredible. It has been incredible. And also talking about mindfulness, everything that's happened since the pandemic started, you could see all kinds of different approaches from people. Yes. You could see some, like many people, especially in the beginning, like putting your head in the sand and just like, this will go over, the wind will blow by and, and I'll just come out again when it's over. Well, as we could see, it was not just a few weeks or months. This stuff is still going and let's see how long it's going. And my guess is that the time will never go back exactly to how it was before. So if the times are changing and change is automatic, but progress is not. So it's all about also creating that progress inside yourself and being there and those virtual events, having connected there with tens of thousands of people at one, one event was just amazing. Really, really incredible. Yeah, well, a friend, a friend of mine was just recently at his virtual event. I think it was last weekend or the weekend before. And uh, I know that... I know that he was really impacted by that. So, you know, Tony has impacted millions and millions of people. How has he impacted you personally? Oh, geez, you know, uh, <laughs> it's, it's hard to tell because basically I've been half of my life. I've been in the environment of Tony Robbins, basically. And it's hard to tell where I would be without him. But what I do know for myself is that I really, really learned how to create results. I really learned that and also how to change a meaning to something, especially in the last year when, when the pandemic started. And I work in events. And for, for everybody who works in events will know, and also others might guess, COVID was not the most awesome thing that ever happened to us. No. Especially in the beginning. Like, I was sitting at home and suddenly, like, everything went blank, like a fish on, on dry land. And what to do now? Like, mm -hmm. okay, what's going to happen? And, and so you, you were just like trying to pivot. But in the beginning, like nobody knew how long is it going to take? What's going to happen? And how are we actually going to take advantage of this? Or what are the opportunities in this? And then, so just out of this, uh, having that mindset of that there is always a way, there is always a way, no matter where you are in life right now, even if you don't know right now how to pay your next rent, there is always a way. You just need to connect to yourself, like to your certainty, to be there, to be fully there and engage with, with yourself. 
and believe in yourself. And then you will find out that there is a way and you just need to find it. So do you ever have any struggles believing in yourself? Do you ever have that inner voice telling you negative thoughts? How do you move through it if you do? Uh, I believe that's, that's something very common that all of us have at some time. And also I have those moments, of course. And when, when you're like, oh my God, is this going to work? Or I don't know if, if it's going to work and, and I'm struggling. I've tried this before and, and it didn't work. And what if it doesn't work again, but it has to work because actually I, I need like whatever it is. Like when you're, when you're caught in, those, in, those, in this um, dialogue, in this inner dialogue that is not really productive for yourself. And then it all comes back down to being mindful, to being present, to being in the moment and asking yourself, look, what's the truth? Like, what's really the truth? And for most of us, it is not a matter of life and death. For most of us, if it's not about, am I going to be able to eat tomorrow or today? For most of us, it's about some luxuries that we've gotten used to in our lives or some things that we've gotten, that we've grown fond of and that is beautiful. At the same time, it's also about getting back to the core. That when you know that you can do it and that there is a way. And also to believe in yourself, to think about the things that you have created in the past. To think about the things that you have done in the past. I actually have a, um, a very relating story of Tom Brady. Uh, at, at that, if, if you want to hear it. I do want to hear it. Um, I actually got the opportunity to talk to Tom Brady back in 2013. That was in Houston, Texas, right after they played the Texans. Um, and there was just one week after they had the, at the time, biggest comeback in, in New England Patriots history. It was against Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, Peyton Manning and the, and the Broncos were leading at halftime in Foxborough 24-0. And even if you're out there and right now and you have no clue about football, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. and, and so, and actually the Patriots came back in the second half and won it. And I asked Tom Brady, it was one, one week afterwards, I said, man, that was amazing. But how did you do it? Like, what do you say to yourself when you go into halftime, you go into the locker room and you're down 24 nothing? Like, how do, you, how do you build yourself up again? And he said, look, there's two things. The first thing was that I thought about all the things that we have already achieved with this team. Everything that we have overcome in the past. Like you're thinking about all those magic moments that I love to call them. Everything that you're getting back to to build up the confidence. Mm -hmm. And then you go out there and you just take it every single play at a time. Play by play. And... What applies on the football field also applies to us in real life. It's just about so often we get ahead of ourselves that we think about step three, four, five, 10, 15, 23 before we actually get to step number one or two or three. So it's just about really being present at the moment, being mindful of what is the next step because that is the only step that counts. Yeah, that next next step is the only step that counts. And a lot of times we spend so much time reading books and watching videos and trying to learn from others, but we don't 
take that next step because of fear. Now, you work a lot with emotions. I know that you do. So tell us what you do when you when you start to work with someone or help someone connect from the stage how do you dig into that emotional element oh that's a great question well first of all i i'm a big believer in that everything we need is already in ourselves like we already have everything inside of us it is like um the stone and the statue like the statue was already there inside the stone you just needed to carve it out Right. And so the same applies to us. We already have everything inside of us that we need. We just need to build it out of ourselves. And in terms of working with somebody emotionally or also working with a large amount of people emotionally, what I always do is first, I need to know who is my audience or who is the person that I'm talking to. I need to know them as deep as much as possible and, and maybe even on levels that they don't even understand themselves. So what does it mean? If I take the stadium example, mm -hmm. I need to know who is in the stadium today. Like what kind of people go there? What, is their, what are their expectations? Why are they there? Are, they are usually there because of the team and not because of me, except maybe the two people that got free tickets from me or something. Yeah. But, um, also, what is the emotional involvement? Like how important is it for them? Is that like a game against the arch rival where usually you get beaten, but maybe today it's going to work? Or is it, a, is it like a friendly match or like a preseason match against somebody where, you're, where the expectations are not really high? The same applies, of course, in a one-on-one -on -one conversation. When you want to help somebody achieve something or want to coach somebody, how important is that for somebody? What are the stakes? What is it? How emotionally involved is that person? Imagine yourself when you want to, um, let's say you want to get some, some, you go to an insurance agent or a bank and you want to, uh, and, and it's going to make a difference if you go there to get a new insurance for a car, which is just a necessity, or you want to get a financing for your new dream home. It's going to be a whole different ball game in terms of the emotional involvement. And you need to know that when you're working with somebody. You need to know how is that other person involved. And then you need to take them by the hand, like you need to take them from where they are to where you want them to go. You already, especially if you're, if you are the expert, you know the path. Or if you're the coach and you don't know the path, you just ask them, where do you want to go? What is your outcome? What is your goal? And then you just take them by the hand and, and, and take them there. I hope, does it make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. I want to ask you about one of the things that you're known for, and that is creating magic moments. And I think that's really cool. So when you start working with somebody, is that your goal to create magic moments in their presentation, in their, their talk? Oh, absolutely. And, and let me take one step back, first of all. Um, what is a magic moment to you, Bruce? Well, for one thing, a memorable moment, something that's going to just pop back into my memory even years later. Exactly. Like to me, I believe that our life, like at the end of our lives, we're not going to remember everything that has happened in our lives. No. But we are going to remember those very special moments, those moments that meant something. And when you think like, what is time actually? Time is emotions. 
because you know that there are moments or there are like a week or two weeks like on vacation or something that go by like nothing and at the end of the two weeks you're like oh geez where did the time go or there can be like minutes that seem like forever it's all about the emotional state that you're in and creating those magic moments those memorable moments those moments that you can tell your grandchildren of because they are so special that is something i love to create that is something also i love to live through and it's it's one thing actually to experience it because we all experience that in our lives at some time but it's a different thing to actually create it i oftentimes get asked well ronnie but can you actually create that well think about it um, for those of our listeners who are married oftentimes before you get married like what happens you ask somebody to marry you like you do a marriage proposal and before you do the marriage oftentimes it's the man who does the marriage proposal and what do you do then well actually you have your thoughts before like you need to think about many many things or at least you need to think about who you're going to marry but uh, i guess at that time it's clear who it's going to be and then you think about okay what is going to be the setting like what does she like what does she love what are like what does she like to eat or or how am i going to do this maybe it's going to be on the on the beach or it's going to be uh, with other people around it in a stadium or it's going to be somewhere just you and i and just like very very closely connected and how is the sun going to be and, and am i gonna have pictures like you think of everything just to design to create that magic moment and then it happens and it's extremely magical and so when i design an event when i think of an event up front or also when i host an event i always think about what are those moments in there that have that potential that have the potential to create this emotional spark that actually that connects everybody in that certain moment and also when coaching it's about coaching goes very very deep or can go very very deep it's really about connecting to yourself and making a change making it like creating a decision or doing a decision right now that can ultimately change your destiny well, there are a lot of decisions that can change your destiny. And as you talked about uh, proposing to, uh, to a woman, it took me back to more than 20 years ago. My wife and I celebrated our 20th anniversary, but I completely... Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I completely attribute Tony for the fact that I'm even married to my wife because way back more than 20 years ago, I was alone, I had been divorced and I was going through this rough time. And then uh, I worked for a school and I was a teacher and they went on strike. And then I was like, oh, what am I gonna do now? And I turned on late night television and there was a, uh, one of those long ads, you know, and there was Tony Robbins talking about one of his training courses. And I thought, well, I can't do what I love. I can't teach children right now. I'm just going to take a course. I'm going to order that course. So I ordered his course and I just diligently did it every day. I took the time and I created the, the whatever he told me to do. I did it every single day. And then the part of the course came up about relationships. 
And he said exactly what to do if you want someone in your life. And you should, you know, you should think about the kind of person you want and what their attributes would be like. And so I began to systematically look for this person. And so I thought, well, I'd been a music director in a church. Maybe the person's there. And I took the church directory and it had all the pictures of all the different people. And I looked through there and I thought, oh, maybe this person, maybe that person. And then I found this woman. And I thought, well, I kind of know who she is. And... Well, long story short, I looked into it, I checked it out, I took the picture and showed my father, and he said, oh, I think she would be a great person for you to go on a date with. And I went on a date, and we just clicked, we hit it off, and we were married in a few months. And wow. it was all because I, I just did that deliberate study that Tony Robbins put out there. So Just a moment, actually, Bruce, yeah. when you're talking about that, you know, um, what's beautiful about that is that the moment you actually, you consciously put your mind to it, yes. and then also your subconscious mind clicked in. And that moment is like when your conscious and your subconscious mind connect, for me, it's also a moment of mindfulness, of really that, that everything drives in that direction. There is no conflict in any, in any direction, like going left or right. You just know where you're going. And that, also, that is beautiful. Thank you for sharing that story. Well, you're welcome. It, it's, it's something that always comes back to me because it was so monumental. I mean, it was completely life-changing. And uh, my wife is an amazing, wonderful woman. She's a critical care nurse. So she's in the ICU all the time, helping COVID patients and doing all the work she does. But the only reason she's in my life is, is because of that. So yeah, I always think of that story. So tell me about amazing. Tony. What is Tony like? on a personal basis well first of all um what's beautiful about tony is that there are many people out there many motivational speakers many many people that are influencing people and that are sharing stories and some of them are the real deal and others are not and it's all about does this person walk their talk does this person really care and what what i can tell you about tony is that he is really he really is somebody who cares. He really is somebody who has lived those things. Like he grew up being like in not a very good environment when he grew up with having had four fathers and, and his mom was an alcoholic and so on. He, he talks often about the, the, those stories. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, so he knows the pain. He knows the deepest level of, of the pain. And that's actually where he created his fire to to build himself out of that stone, as we were talking about before, like to use the metaphor again, it's kind of similar when you're when you're looking, for example, at a Michael Jordan, who got cut from the high school basketball team, which was an enormous pain for him, and he, that's what actually lit his fire up, then mm -hmm. to go on and on and on, and, and and Tony is just somebody who really cares, and at the same time he has a huge heart. And he walks his talk. So definitely he's the real deal in terms of that. Have you ever walked on hot coals at any of his events? Uh, yes, very, very often. Not just that. I, I've, I actually, um, through my lanes, have gone many, many hundreds of people. Like that I, where, where I was the last one to say, go. So yes, I did. And, and when we do that, at the lane, when I lead a lane, 
the lane leader always walks first. Oh. So yes, I, I, I did that. And what kind of transformation did it have on you when you first did it, the first time you ever did that? Did you experience something radical? You know, what's amazing is that when you walk on hot coals, it's something that rationally for, for many of us, it's like, there's got to be a trick. There's got to be something not really right here. And the moment you actually change that, and the moment you walk over hot coals and you're like, that was it? Really? Incredible. And you start thinking, well, wait a minute. How many things in my life are there that, were, that seemed impossible? It seemed like this huge deal. And once you did it, you're like, oh, that was it? That was all? Uh, think about stage fright. Like how many people, like, like there are studies that stage fright is one of the biggest fears that people have. Yes. But the reality is, I don't believe that anybody has stage fright. People have the going on stage fright, but not the being on stage fright because they are just terrified and all the thoughts go through their mind of like the, when they walk up to the stage, but it's not about the moment that you're on the stage. Usually people are not scared anymore because then you're there and you're like, oh, okay. Well, okay, I might still feel a bit uncomfortable, but it's not as bad as I imagine it to be. Which oftentimes happens when we get in our mind and, and when that little voice in our head takes over and tells us things that probably never gonna happen. Yeah, that voice in our head, man, it really gets in the way sometimes, doesn't it, Ronnie? <laughs> Absolutely, and, and that's yeah. basically the, the, um, the secret to a fulfilled life as well is to, you know, um, I know that you always talk about inspiring books on this podcast. Yes. And there is one book that I, that has really transformed my life in terms of mindfulness. And I'm sure you've read it. I'm sure many of your listeners have read it. The Power of Now. Mm. I read this book back in 2003. I, I bought it. I didn't know about it. I bought it in, in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. in a in a library and then or in a bookstore so and then i went home that evening i turned the pages and I, I saw the first chapter the headline of the first chapter was you are not your mind basically that you your core your essence does not equal that voice in your head that's always constantly telling you a possible future or a possible past but you are what is there right now and everything you will ever have is that current moment and that is for me it has been a magical 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 book it's a magical book for so many many people wow a lot of people on my show tell me that's the book that has made a huge difference for them so thanks for sharing that ronnie ronnie i always ask a question about bullying because i've worked in the field of bullying prevention for a long time do you have a story about bullying where mindfulness would have made a difference that's a great question and i was actually um talking about this before with my wife and I've been a caregiver at many youth camps in the past. And so I have been, of course, I've been confronted with bullying also with, with kids. And, and also having been, like when I look back today as, as having been a kid, 
also in elementary school, for example, we kind of did that. Like nobody meant it hard, like meant any harm, but it, it happened mm-hmm. as, as kids are in a way. And then I was talking with my wife and she actually sh- she said, you know, I just had a realization. When I was a kid and she was very, very skinny at the time, many people made fun of her, like everybody in school, her family and like, like her brothers, everybody that like she was so skinny. For example, things like, oh, when, when the wind is going, like you need to hold on to something because otherwise you're going to be blown away. Yeah. And, and she created a lot of complexes out of that. Like she was, she said, even when she was going somewhere um, and somebody else did not bring it up, she brought it up by herself because she was so insecure about it. Or when it was windy. Yeah. And she was just going to be really quiet and not saying anything because she didn't want to draw the attention of anybody actually making a joke about her. And she just realized this many, many, many years later, what this did to her. And just also in a Tony Robbins event, like two, three years ago, she realized in a conversation that it's time to close the chapter, that it's time to let go because she's not that anymore and also her she has a great body so it's not about that anybody would make fun of it now and so it's just and many people tell her that and and have told her the last years and it took really long time to realize that and to be able to close the chapter but being mindful of what actually really happened and letting those things go that were in the past and that's that's a long process and that sometimes requires or oftentimes requires some help to go through that process it's also something that we do on a regular basis as, as a trainer like as tony robbins trainers that we help people to we call it change personal history mm-hmm. like to go back to a moment to go back to a moment in time and to give you some additional resources that you would have needed at the time, it would have made a difference that you didn't have. I, I just remember another story that I, an incredible story. I was um, at a Tony Robbins event mm-hmm. and one of the participants came up to me, he was about 50. And he, um, and, and he said, oh, I, he wants to quit the program. Like he wants to, he wants to leave. It was on day two. And, or three, what, something like that. He was like, yeah, the fire walk and so on was great, but like, I'm not getting anything out of it. Mm-hmm. And so basically I was talking with him. And I was like, sure, you can leave. Like, it's, it's not a problem. And, but may I ask you some questions? And he said, yeah, sure. He was open to conversation. And what actually came out of it was that I, that I felt that he was saying a lot, so what's the point? Like to everything, like, yeah, I got the money, I got this and so, but what's the point? Like in life, what's the point? And he also said that he was thinking about killing himself in the past. Then I asked himself a question that came to my, that actually came to my mind at that moment was, do you love yourself? When I asked this question, he totally started bawling. Like he was wow. crying, totally. And he said, no, I don't. And then actually what came out of it, when he was nine years old, he got sexually abused by his uncle. 
And he was still blaming himself for that. He was blaming himself for what happened at that moment. And I mean, everybody, every adult nowadays also, like if you're, would you blame a nine-year-old kid that's getting abused? No For way. sure not. And that, that says the rational self. But there is also the emotional self. There is also that, that hurt nine-year-old little kid that feels that it should have done something else. And so we were having this conversation. And then we actually went through that process to give him some additional resources that he now knows that at the time he did not have. And we went back to the past and we went back to the situation. And on the one hand, also, we gave that kid those resources. And also then to have the conversation, first of all, with him and his younger self and also with the person who abused him. And it was incredible. It was for the, it was really life changing for that person. And also for me, it was so beautiful and so amazing to see that, to feel that. Because I could feel what he's going through. And I was so appreciative of having been able to share this moment with him. Wow. Yeah. What a powerful time. Yeah. What a powerful moment that must have been. Wow. And he stayed at the seminar afterwards. Oh, and he, he stayed. Oh, that's interesting. He decided yeah, to stay. Then he was like, because that totally was a shift for his whole life. Right. Wow. Wow. How impactful that must have been. Ronnie, as we move forward in the interview, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. So just 30-second sure. answers are perfect. The first question is this. Who is one person who has been a really powerful mindfulness influence in your life? Well, um, if it's a quick one, I, I just got to say Tony, of course, because he has influenced me like my whole life from or half of my life. And so I got to say Tony Robbins. Sure, that makes sense. I want to talk about emotions. How have things changed in your life as to how you look at your emotions, how you think about your emotions as a result of mindfulness? The beautiful thing about this is that there's always a way. And when you, it's just about when, you, when you're overwhelmed and thinking that there is no way, just taking a step back, taking a deep breath, connecting to yourself, and then look at it with fresh eyes. And that's going to change your whole spectrum. Let's talk about breathing. Tell us how breathing plays a role in your mindfulness. Oh, breathing is a, plays a huge role. Because oftentimes what happens is when we are so out of our minds that our breathing is very, very shallow. That our breathing is like, we're, and we're in our chests. And for me also as a, as a public speaker, it's all about shifting the breath to the belly, like breathing as the whole body. And when you're taking three, four, five deep breaths in, hold the oxygen inside of you, breathe it out, do it again. And just talking about that makes me a lot calmer. Yes, it sure works for me too. And it works for a lot of our listeners, I know, because they've reached out to me. So yeah, absolutely. And the last question is about an app. Is there an app that helps you to be more mindful or maybe some of the people that you've worked for? I have tried different apps in the past. And 
I gotta tell you, I have a, um, a recommendation, which is not an app, but it's a download on iTunes. It was, or it is a meditation from Wayne Dyer. Okay. It's called Meditations for Manifestation. Mm -hmm. There is a morning and an evening meditation, and it's amazing, it's beautiful. It's, it's spoken by Wayne Dyer, and it's really, if you want to create something or manifest something into your life, I can absolutely recommend this for you. Wow. Well, I'll put that in our show notes at mindfulnessmode.com. So thanks for telling us about that. And your website is ronnielieber.com, R-O-N-N-Y-L-E-B-E-R, ronnielieber.com. What can we exactly. expect to find there, Ronnie? Well, first of all, you can find my, um, like my services that I offer, but at the same time, you also find a blog there. And you find a blog with very useful tips and tricks. First of all, if you want to speak on a stage, but also uh, at the moment, like when all of this COVID stuff started, when the pandemic started, I also created a blog post, for example, of eight things how to best use your time at the moment. Mm -hmm. And so you can find different inspiration there. And when you're there, and you find something you like, just leave me a comment under the, under the blog post and I'm happy to have a conversation with you or just write me a note. Well, Ronnie, it's been great having a conversation with you today on Mindfulness Mode and I really appreciate you coming on the show. Do you have a last minute comment, a word of advice for anyone listening? Maybe they've tuned in for the first time or they're kind of struggling with finding a way to be grounded, finding a way to bring peace into their life. What would your final parting words of advice be, Ronnie? Wherever you are in, in your life right now, whatever is going on, whatever situation and however dire it may seem, or however hard to overcome it may look to you, there is always a way, even if you don't believe in it right now, but there is, there is a way. So what you need to do in order to find a way is just take a step back, evaluate the situation, and then just take one step at a time. Confidence does not get built like, like this oftentimes. Confidence gets built step by step, but you can build it up. Even when you're down there, also thinking about the opportunities. There will be a day when you look back and when you're saying, wow, that was me and I made it. What an incredible story. Wow, thanks for those words. Ronnie, it's been great meeting you. It's been terrific having you on the show. And I just want to thank you immensely for being here today. Thank you very much as well, Bruce. It's been fun. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for, for the amazing conversations. conversation. Also, thank you for the amazing work that you're doing, for all the conversations that you're having and for all the impact that you're creating with your work. Thank you for that. You're welcome. My pleasure. All the best to you. Bye now. Bye. 
Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. If you've done that, and if you haven't done it, I'd certainly appreciate that. That can really help with our show. And if you have a guest that you would recommend and would love to have get on the show, well, send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. I always like to hear from you, Mindful Tribe. If you have a comment or a thought, maybe you are dealing with some frustrations or anxiety or stress or you know you just you just need to quit smoking or you need to you know quit a habit of some kind well hypnosis can help with all of those things and it can be very effective with anxiety and stress and for people who feel like they are stuck so send me an email we'll we'll talk about getting on a 30 minute zoom call we'll make it happen and see if it's right for you so The email address is bruce at mindfulnessmode.com and put into the subject line, shift your state. And uh, I'll know it's from this episode. So take care. Have a great rest of your day. All the best to you. Bye now. Oh, don't forget, stay in the mode.